This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Well, you're one of our winners of the week. Your impersonations of Beavis and uh, uh, Butthead. The radio is cool. <laughs> Dead on. I give you points, man. Like huge points. Oh, uh, hey, baby. <laughs> and I, also... I think Brandon and John make a really good duo of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, who's who, right? I'll let y'all decide that. <laughs> uh, and I also uh, I love the Corinne Jean-Pierre impersonation from John Marsh. Well, that's your opinion. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> that is so good. She uh, was not having a good week. She was not. She uh, she, uh, she could learn a lesson from that uh, kicker from the Dallas Cowboys, missed four PATs, and then still had people shove microphones in his face after the game and say, yeah, uh, I know. What uh, what can you do? As a matter of fact, I think he is going to be one of our, at least one of my winners of the week that we're going to do coming up at 835 on a feel-good Friday. You can watch the show on the YouTube channel right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now it would be a prime time. Can you imagine? I'm thinking of, let's say, um, let's say like Frosty's Automotive Repair uh, in Jeff City or a dry cleaner is what I think of. But like a business where they used to have like a counter and you go up in the counter and, you know, they've got the TV and and you can watch what's going on. I imagine somebody has the Wake Up Mid-Missouri channel uh, pulled up and they're walking into a business. Can we zoom in on stuff here real quick, please? <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Seriously, man. Just live I your have, life. You're good, bud. I have things to do today. <laughs> so I'm envisioning like somebody walking into a business like this and somebody... Like- <laughs> Wow, added value. I now I'm getting free makeup tips and the news. And Perfect. Walking into a business going, "Why is that on the TV? There's this rather attractive attorney who's putting on uh, makeup. She's dressed in red to remember everyone deployed." But we're having a big conference in Jefferson City today. The Missouri Federalist Society huh? is meeting uh, lots of good The keynote will be done by the new attorney general, Andrew Bailey, um, lots of judges and other lawyers and, and attorneys in town. So so I need need a face of makeup for that. Well, you look great. That's Stephanie Fell. Um, John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, Hannah Perdu- producer Hannah, I am Brandon Rather. Has anybody put a ring on it yet when it comes to the Attorney uh, General's race 2024? We know Bailey now, of course, appointed as the AG. We know there's been some talk about well, Has anybody put a, put a ring on it, made it official that they're running? That we're aware of. Will, yeah. Will, Will Sharp pretty much all told us on the air that he was going to run. And, uh, and Andrew Bailey established a campaign committee. Yeah, he did. And I mean, I think both would be formidable Republicans. Uh, the, the, whoever the Democrats nominate in any of these statewide offices, they're going to go in as a huge underdog. Um, this state is ruby red, continues statewide to be. So the question will be who will win that primary. And there may be others that get in. But Bailey... Um, Bailey is, is you know raising money, and so is Will. It was interesting to, uh, as a matter of fact, met uh, met Mister known Will Sharp for a while um, through producer Steph. As a matter of fact, we had lunch together last year, and the dude remember I said, "Okay, but where did we have lunch?" He remembered the name of the restaurant. I wow. still don't remember the name of the restaurant <laughs> we had lunch at last year. But I was chatting with uh, with Bailey, uh, Mister Bailey, Attorney General Bailey, Governor's Prayer Breakfast a couple of weeks ago. It was a show that uh, Steph and Marsh and Houseworth. Um, hosted and uh, following the uh, prayer breakfast, which I'm honored to ask to be a part of that as the MC and afterwards hanging out with uh, the, there is a pastor there and Dan Mears, Casey Wolf. Seriously, if you ever get a chance to hear this guy speak, I'm not exaggerating. I have a tendency to do that sometimes. This guy is one of the most powerful, funny, informative, entertaining inspirational speakers I have ever seen 
in my life. It was remarkable. Anyhow, afterwards, we're on this stage, and they're trying to shift people around. They want to get pictures and all that, and that's my second favorite thing to do. Besides milling around out in public, I love posing for pictures and smiling, <laughs> he said facetiously. And so as they're pushing people around, like... I'm guessing they're not wanting me in the photos because they keep I keep getting pushed to the back, to the to the back, and all of a sudden I go back far enough, and all of a sudden there's no more back. There's there's nothing left. There's a curtain. There's a curtain. It's a black curtain. No wall behind it. No wall, and I'm gonna fall. Thank goodness I look to my left, and there's there's Reverend Scott Watson. He's pastor at River Bluff Fellowship in Ozark, Missouri, in the Springfield area. And I grabbed the back of the pastor's jacket. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be okay. And then about one one-thousandth of a second into that, I thought, this is probably not a good idea. This dude's a pastor of a church. I probably shouldn't do that. And then about another one one-thousandth of a second later, I thought, nope, I need some help. When you need help in life, who do you go to? Reach the out to the pastor. The church. And we ended up falling down together, and my my most mem- and so we brought the pastor because I want to fact check my story here to see how much of this is true. And that's here you uh, you're laughing in the background, Reverend Scott uh, Scott Watson, pastor River Bluff Fellowship, Ozark, Missouri, joining us in the show. And pastor, I want to say that the the most memorable part of all of that is you and I lying on our backs, looking up at the stage. And our governor looking down at us going, uh, uh, Brandon, Scott, you, you guys all right? <laughs> Pastor, uh, welcome into the show. Uh, let's hear your version of the story. Well, thanks. I'm just laughing because that's pretty much how it was. It was, we were standing there. It's funny. I asked my wife last night what she remembered and she said, well, I remember we were all just standing up there and it was kind of we were milling around and getting ready for pictures and stuff and she looked out towards the 800 people that were there and turned back around and I was gone and I said (laughs) (laughs) back up on the stage I didn't really say this but last night I said honey that wasn't my idea that was Brandon's idea (laughs) so quickly and so uh, that, that was it was pretty crazy and yeah it was it was crazy because that curtain was there and there's no way we could have known what was behind it maybe a wall or not but what i remember was we were in that light and then all of a sudden we were in this dark hole back in the back behind the stage and i saw you standing up and i remember you saying dude are you all right dude yeah, and then I think I answered. I don't usually say that. I was like, "Dude, are you all right?" <laughs> you went away first, and then uh, and then it was your idea that I went away, and uh, but we were okay. So, how did you guys climb back up onto the stage? Oh, uh, it, it, it was like it was like one of those deals where you are trying to get your foot up on the stage and it's taller than you should really be able to get your foot up on there. I could see I could see the governor and the first lady and, and I almost said, um, I almost held my hand out and said, can you give me a hand or what? But uh, we we crawled back up on there and, and tried to act like nothing nothing really happened, but there was no, no hiding it. Uh, n- none uh, at, uh, at, at all. Reverend Scott Watson, <laughs> 
uh, pastor, River Bluff Fellowship in Ozark, Missouri. He's the uh, he's the gentleman that I dragged down with me when we fell off the stage together, and I, and so part of it was, and, and I'll, I'll I'll say this. So you know, I'm not a big fan of being out in public. I get nervous and all that good stuff, and get way better at it. It's something I've overcome, but something like that, like I don't know if in the past. I would have been able, like, I probably would have run out the back door crying uh, because of embarrassment. But what was cool, and I, I don't know what this is, uh, uh, Reverend, but it was kind of like, you know what? It happened. And there's yep. nothing I can do about it. And besides, look at the Reverend. <laughs> uh, and you, you, you were not in, and I completely forgot to ask in my rush to get out of there. You were not injured or anything like that, were you? Not a bit. And, but I do want to say this real quick, Brandon. It was funny because I remember when I first met you, we were just getting ready to go up on that platform. And you're right. There's like everybody and everybody was there. I mean, like, um, it was just like a who's who in the place anyway. But anyway, I, I saw you and I said, hey, I'm glad to meet you, man. You're famous. And you were like, no, no, uh, I'm not really famous. You were just so humble. But but actually, you are famous now because you're the guy that pulled me <laughs> off the stage. And, um, and, uh, and so you're famous for a lot of things. But it was it was just so good, man. You did an awesome job just just in seeing that and and you're right dan mears was just incredible and what an honor it was to be there but i i, I was thinking man there's no better place to like fall off the stage and nearly die than at a prayer breakfast because we're praying here and uh maybe we pray that we live through this thing <laughs> and so it it really was uh no i wasn't injured at all and it was just a a great memory and and we got out of there so now, I am curious, have you found a way to work this into a sermon yet for your well, congregation? I, I, yeah, no, that, that's good. I, I've had some people ask, like, did you fall off the stage? I'm like, yeah, not on, it wasn't my idea, but yeah, <laughs> I did go off the stage. Uh, but you know what I was going to tell you, too, Brandon, there's, I mean, it's not uncommon. Like, every Sunday, I, I'm, I, I, I step up and... And every Sunday, I, I, I get to look. I mean, I, I got a guy that'll fall asleep. I just say good morning, and his head goes down, and, and he's not praying. He's falling asleep. And so I'm accustomed to people, uh, even my wife on Chiefs game days, you know, like she'll do the line across her, her, her neck to say, uh, come on, cut this thing short, and, and let's get finished. So it's, it's not uncommon that I have people that are like, come on, can you get out of the pulpit or get, get off the stage? It's just this was the first time that I actually, had anybody physically take me off the stage. It's like a shepherd's know, hook, that, right? Like, yank him off the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Uh, the, the only thing I dig more in life, people who are uh, uh, dedicate their, whether it's professional lives or personal lives, to being uh, uh, of service. I, I, I have an appreciation for people that dedicate their lives to being of service, and I especially appreciate them when they have a sense of humor and are real about it, as you do our guest. Mm -hmm. uh, Reverend Scott Watson, Pastor River Bluff Fellowship in Ozark, Missouri. He is the uh, he is the gentleman I dragged down off the stage when we <laughs> fell off the stage in front of 800 people a couple of weeks ago. Pastor, for those of us who spent much of our younger time sleeping through Sunday school, trying to paraphrase Proverbs here for you, for a righteous man falls seven times, <laughs> rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity.
<laughs> Was Brandon the wicked one here? I think so. <laughs> uh, Re- oh, that is good. Hey, Reverend Watson, I think Hannah's really honest. I might pick her as a winner of the week coming up at 835 for the idea. Can you make a sermon out of this? And, and here's already... Um, here it is. Sometimes, you know, when we fall, okay. when we fall in life, we're falling or we know we're going to be in trouble. Uh, we can reach out to others uh, to help There's soften. Some bumper music here. To help soften the blow. Good. Right? I'm going to nominate yeah. my, nice myself for winner of the week, too. That's a pretty good idea. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. You, you know, there's that verse of Scripture that says, Iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, which, which basically just means, hey, we're better together. We do stuff better together. And so that that's a good example of that, to find, uh, to get some help, grab on to something and, uh, and, right. and get help out of it. Reverend Scott Watson, uh, pastor at River Bluff Fellowship, Ozark, Missouri. You'll be able to turn your congregation on to this. Uh, we should have this posted, I think, by like 10 o'clock this morning. Go to our websites, kwos.com or 939theeagle.com, and you'll be able to hear this uh, in its uh, in the podcast. And you can turn your congregation in onto it and the people of southeast or southwest Missouri and Ozark, Missouri. Uh, Reverend Scott Watson, thank you so much for your time on the show. Business news, little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. And as we're looking at the market this morning, the stock futures are just barely up, um, but some bad news in big tech. Uh, we've seen a lot of layoffs across various platforms, but this morning, uh, Google parent Alphabet uh, says they're going to cut 12,000 jobs um, across uh, all of their markets. Um, that's a 6% cut in their workforce, the largest uh, cut they've ever done. And they're just saying, hey, it's the economic realities. We're looking at this year, and it's what we got to do. Uh, thanks, Joe. Seriously, I was chatting with uh, over the past couple of weeks, and that was something I always like to do, especially the small, uh, the, the smaller business owners like, Hey, man, how are things going for you? And I love, there's always, hey, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be positive. And I like to ask, hey, what can I, what can I do to, to help you as a small local business owner? We need our small local businesses to do well. But when you have inflation that has approached record numbers, has hit record numbers, has been approaching 9%, guess what? People have less money to go out and spend on these things. And then guess what? It hits the local business. And then if they shut down, then then they've let people go. You've lost more. That is why it is so important when people think about when they vote for these Democrats. That's These are the real life consequences. This is a real thing since Joe Biden has been president. Yeah, Google is making clear that they're giving people about two months notice, 16 weeks severance pay, and then there's some additional uh, weeks of severance pay depending on how long you had been at the company. So they are trying to soften the blow for folks. Um, I will say one job um, that people, you know, if if you get laid off from Google and you're looking, uh, this job has gone viral the last week. Um, You know, the salary range issue that we've talked about, Netflix is hiring a um, flight attendant for the Netflix private jet that apparently pays up to $385,000 a year. So if you want to be a flight attendant on a private jet, I don't know what what's included, <laughs> what the job duties are, but um but yeah, a lot of flight attendants are saying, "Hey, like the median pay for flight attendants is like 60 grand, so like what am like 385 sounds pretty good." 
about that. And that's the Morning Bell business news. I wonder, too, since it's the Google stuff, maybe not, it's not related to the Twitter files, but we've it's amazing the stuff we've learned with the release of the Twitter files, how much the Dems and people in the federal government, as a point of fact, colluded to hide stories from you. I wonder if maybe that's good. They're laying off some folks like, we've got some folks that are going to get in trouble. Maybe that's part of it. Winners and losers of the week. Who do you got? Let us know. 874-9390. We're going to do that a few minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Auto correct and that takes care of most things but not everything like if you're like me and you get that red squiggly line under a word and then it gives you 10 options to choose from you're like uh it's harder now uh i didn't know the first time i'm not gonna know when you give me 10 multiple choice options to choose from right just throw something in bill gates i don't know yeah it's a comedy of cory McAllis. Do you think there's something to that, like, to kids now? Because, and I don't want to say lazier. That's just the uh, the old guy in me. Kids are lazier now because here's what happens, John. Uh, I have a tendency to think because it's the way I didn't listen. We see city governments locally uh, that are guilty of this, too. Why are we doing it that way? Because uh, it's the way we've always uh, done it. And I get guilty of that, too. And I think that every way that I was raised and everything that I think and everything that I know, sometimes I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, and that's not necessarily uh, so. Hence, having an open uh, mind and being willing to listen to people. But, but, um, what about, do you think the Internet, in effect, has... has um, caused kids younger the younger generation like they're not i don't know not learning i don't i don't know how i'm trying to word yeah you can research everything is on the internet but do you think it like with spelling you got the spell check you got anything you want is online right now do you think there's something to that marsh yeah to, to a degree but back to the idea of can you believe everything you automatically find on the internet Mm-hmm. Um, welcome into the show, which, by the way, we've posted uh, on our uh, Facebook page what should be taught in schools. Hannah, kind of the most common theme that you were seeing. People talk what should be taught in our schools that maybe used to be, is not anymore, or just what would you like to see taught in schools? I would say the number one answer was probably personal finance, which is taught in schools. It's a requirement to graduate in the state of Missouri, okay. um, but it is a pretty basic level you know, finance class, so I could see where, you know, more in-depth sure. financial learning would be And I wonder beneficial. if that's, when I say newer thing, I wonder relatively newer. I don't recall that I took personal finance classes uh, in school. In the ag one, I thought that was, um, I thought that was interesting, too. You can see some of the responses and what people are saying by going to our Facebook page. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. My name is Brandon Rather, joined by uh, Brian uh, Brian Housworth, John Marsh, producer Hannah, Stephanie Bell. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. Winners and losers of the week, we do it every feel-good Friday. The more localer, the more betterer, I like to say, somebody. By the way, uh, we've had a lot of traction on this this morning via text. We've got uh, libs of TikTok have picked up on this. State Senator Caleb Browden, I think Nicholas Schwar has also tweeted about this. Schroer's uh, called for hearings at the Capitol. Uh, on this, and this is uh, the consistency of the Columbia Public School District. In uh, my opinion, they took students, took some students to uh, the City of Columbia's Values Diversity Celebration, and there were drag performers there. Students were. We had one parent called in. She 
Hey, she says, I go to drag shows. She says, my child was there, who incidentally happens to be autistic and nonverbal. And it was not communicated to the parents. The two things that we have seen as it relates to anybody related with the school district, um, basically, in effect, is what they're both saying is you need to contact the city on this. I have contacted the city. I contacted city manager to Carlin Seawood uh, very early this morning. As a matter of fact, it was so early. But it was important, and he is the city manager. I uh, enjoy a healthy relationship with Seawood. He comes in a lot when he does Fred Perry's CEO roundtable. Uh, say, hey, would you like to come on and discuss this? Because school officials are saying, we didn't know that was, we didn't know there were going to be drag performers there. Based on the history of Columbia Public School District, I would think they're lying about that. Somebody knew that there were kids that were going to see this without parental permission. That is dangerous. That is poor, poor, poor management. But what we're seeing is, well, talk to the city. I've reached out to the Carlin Seawood. He has responded. Um, and basically is what he says. Uh, he says, I don't have a name whose contact information this is, which is interesting because we have a fairly lengthy text history, incidentally. Um, and I like DeCarlin. I really do. But then to say, I don't know who this is, we've got some history on this text. So somebody, somebody uh, is lying. Somebody is wrong. Uh Easy loser uh, uh, of the week for me, and I like to pick winners, man. This I know he was. Oh, you're too positive. Yep, I own it. But man, this is just so egregious and so disgusting and sad and dangerous for a kids. Um, can't ignore. Who do you have, Housworth? I've got two winners this week, Brandon. Thank you. Um, I'm going to start very quickly. My mother was uh, treated at Mercy Rehabilitation Hospital in St. Louis. Um, Chesterfield after her stroke and the nurses and the doctors were absolutely magnificent took wonderful care of her my mommy was even cold a little bit they made sure they she had warm blankets so thank you to the wonderful doctors there for her care and the other person I'm going to nominate is Boone County Judge Jeff Harris and I spent uh, some time in the courthouse yesterday a big 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 case uh, involving a, a case that may get some national coverage uh, his name is Keith Comfort, a murder trial coming up, and the judge is balancing the needs of the media um, with the needs of you got to pick a jury, and I won't go into the details of some of the things he's going to do, but he's, he's it's just an extensive process, and, uh, and I appreciate uh, his understanding of why we have to report it as well. Uh, I would pick New Mexico prosecutors who said, man, we got this celebrity and we're in this incredibly liberal state. But Alec Baldwin, yeah, you pointed a gun. Uh, yeah, I was on a movie set. Doesn't matter. You pointed a gun at somebody and you killed them. They've charged him. And I still go back to even at the time, whenever he was on with George Stephanopoulos, I'm like, why? And that was right not too long after it happened. Why would you do that? Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. Some and though he uttered that famous slash infamous phrase, somebody's responsible, but it's not me. New Mexico prosecutors apparently disagree. That sounds it sounds like something we hear quite often, even in local government. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. It wasn't us. It was the city of Columbia. It wasn't us. It was the school district. Might be the White House. <laughs> and I'm still I'm still surprised his defense attorney let him go on to do an interview like that. I, I that that surprised me. Uh, Marsh, winners, losers? No, here's here's a big bunch of winners. Uh, Jefferson City, mid-Missouri, heck, statewide state government employees. The governor telling them they're going to get an 8.7% 
cost of living adjustment pay raise. So let's put them down as winners. And how about a combination winner-loser? Okay. The winner would be the Lee Summit Police Department. The loser, the shoplifter <laughs> they arrested earlier in the week with a trophy from Chiefs legend Lenny Dawson in his possession. Lenny Dawson was a, a trophy for, like, meritorious service had been missing for 40 years. A trophy had been missing longer than Stephanie Bell has been on this planet. And I forgot to mention this yesterday. It's been found, and it was found somebody shoplifting, allegedly. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, with allegedly $6,000 worth of stolen merchandise in their alleged car. And the car was stolen, too. And I totally forgot to mention this. You know why Len, Len Dawson's family, God rest his soul, has that trophy back? Kind of. This is a weird line from point A to point B. Because. Something about Darwin or in here. <laughs> well, so the, the, the and I can't, I can't remember if it was mall security or police, but they were increasing enforcement shoplifting. We hear about shoplifting in places like San Francisco where progressive DAs, ah, we're not going to charge you for breaking the law. Shoplifting, you need this stuff. You go ahead and take it. Uh, they have such a problem with shoplifting in Kansas City that they had had extra enforcement just trying to help protect these small local businesses. That's the only reason the dude got caught, because right? prosecutors won't prosecute that crap, man. And the businesses that are that are losing all this and the, the, the people in these neighborhoods and all over the state, they want businesses and they certainly want services. But there are some people say, well, it's not a big deal to just let the insurance get it. But the reality is some of these businesses lose so much they have to close their doors. That has happened. I'm also going to nominate uh, Dallas kicker Brett Maher. <laughs> man. Dude, never you... say die. Dude, I, I, here's why I'm going to call him winner of the week. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm super happy for the team. This is a big win for us. Um, definitely didn't do my part tonight. Um, and this team is uh, it's too good moving forward for me. Uh, and here's why I'd pick him. And I, I wonder how you see this, uh, Marsh and Hannah, because I say winner of the week, man, what a tough game. Yeah, I know you're paid a whole lot of money to go and kick the ball a couple of times during the game. But to miss four PATs in a playoff game, thank goodness they they won. But to be able to face the media afterwards, it's like, man. Like when we have a really bad day, can you imagine somebody come up, stuck a microphone in your face, and Hannah, tell, tell us what happened when this didn't go. So do you call this guy a winner or a loser of the week? Hmm. Right, Marsh? I think he's a winner for, just for his attitude. And, you know, sometimes kickers in, in the NFL can be kind of... Uh, is vagabond the right word? Kind of like Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP and has all sorts of logos on their coffee cup where they've been and all. But, yeah, he tried to put the, the best spin on it he could, I guess. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Winner of the week, Hannah. Thank you. Who do you have? Well, so I have Stephanie's list since Steph, since Steph had to duck out a little early to go do her big girl job. Um, <laughs> Stephanie wants to nominate John Marsh. For winner of the week for his impersonation of KJP that Brandon hopefully has queued up. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie nominated John for winner of the week. Um, she also nominated Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer. Um, he was the recipient of the, is it the Geyer Award, John? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Mispronounce it with confidence. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so he was the recipient of the 2023 Henry S. Geyer Award. Um, hang on, I lost 
No, that's okay. Because I've got some local ones. Go for it. Dean, Rescue me. <laughs> Dean Klemker. I always got you back, Hannah. Uh, seriously. Uh, Dean Klemker, I believe is the name. He was running for Columbia Public School Board. Wow. Um, and he dropped out of the race. And he dropped out. Th- the reasoning that he dropped out. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. My leftover, still more winners and uh, and losers. Uh, Dean Klemke, local dude, uh, running for local school board. He's, as a matter of fact, is as best as I can tell, according to um, ballot that I last saw on a story from our news partners at ABC 17. The guy is still actually on the ballot in the Columbia Public School Board race. Uh, his, name is, his name is Dean Klemke, and he dropped out of the race. Apparently, and his, was what he told local news outlets, is, I didn't know what I was getting into. Maybe you should research it beforehand, but still, here's what I appreciate, and here's why I'd pick him as a winner, uh, because he was honest about it. He said, well, you know, I got family obligations and stuff like that. It's hard to sometimes be really honest. He says, I, I, I didn't know what I was getting into. So I, I, uh, I not, I, I'm picking him as a winner, and then I, I joke, but I'm picking myself as a winner of the week. Gross. I know, right? It does feel a little weird. I've got this great idea. Columbia Public School District is being sued again uh, <laughs> in San Lee. Uh, and I'll pick Columbia Public School District. They're consistent, and I want to say this. There's a lot of really, really good teachers and personnel in the CPS, and I feel so bad with what they have to endure. And not just because of what we see and hear, but being um, seeing several school board campaigns over the years, my dealings with them, the teachers... Literally, I will never forget campaign last year, literally, not figuratively, literally at some of these campaign events for the more conservative, intelligent candidates, literally in the corners, standing in the corners. I'm not exaggerating, standing in the corners at these places because they were worried somebody from the school is going to find out, hey, I'm for a smart person for school board. Um, it's just uh, incredibly discerning. There are some incredibly incredibly fine people with the Columbia Public School District and I want to make sure we applaud them. But I'm going to pick myself. So here's my idea for Chuck Basie, who is suing Columbia Public School Board. Marsh, any, it's interesting. Secretary of State says state law will supersede any local election um, format law. Columbia Public School Board says Chuck Basie, former state rep, didn't file in time. State uh, Chuck Basie is pointing, well, state law says this. And Secretary of State has said, I think the law is on Chuck Basie's side. Most attorneys, at least that I have heard from, seem to think the law is on Chuck Basie's side, not on the side of CPS. Uh, have anything that you have heard that's different than what I've heard? No. Well, we had uh, Ms. Bell's law partner, Counselor Ellinger, on. He kind of indicated much the same thing about it sounded like you said the law is on the side of Chuck Basie when the smoke clears, at least according to what Secretary of State's office stated was law. Sounds like they they would be, after a court appearance, be forced to put him on the ballot. So I'm picking myself as winner for this idea that I threw at Chuck Basie on how to get onto the uh, onto the ballot. Since, as I understand it, Dean Klemke, the guy who dropped out of the race, his name is still on there. Chuck Basie should legally change his name to Dean Klemke. <laughs> I think it's a million-dollar idea, man. Uh, I'm not kidding. Brian Han- the, the best part of the Gary Nolan show, Brian Hansen. 
He's your winner of the week or loser of the week? He's, he's a winner of the week because he's getting on board. He has such affinity for Wake Up Mid-Missouri here on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS. Brian uh, Hansen, the star of the Gary Nolan show, he's even wearing red today. And so we want to appreciate his support of our show. And it's just for us and not for Patrick Mahomes. And we wear. there's a reason, by the way, that we wear red. And we're not just saying it to brag on ourselves. But there's kind of, there's a, it's to remember everyone deployed. But the reason we we talk, there's a reason we talk about it on the show. Yeah, we wear red on Fridays to remember everyone deployed. And the hope is that you listening right now would join us as you get ready for work in the mornings on Friday in wearing red. And uh, Aaron, another winner of the week via text 874-9390 says, I want to nominate Marsh. So I was going to nominate Marsh for winner of the uh, of the week because of his Excellent. What do I win? <laughs> that was a unanimous nomination almost, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all around. It was for his impersonation of White House spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> and uh, he's he's always good with the Beavis and Butthead. Or radio is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron is nominating you for winner of the week because of your mustache, man. There you go. <laughs> I know. Whatever it takes. All right. And that's why one of the reasons you should uh, you should go to our <laughs> Facebook page or go to our websites. 939theeagle.com, kwos.com. You can see uh, you, you can see the marsh dash. 